Welcome to Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. And today, Tyler, it is time for Mock Draft 4.0. We are going to be running through our final two-person mock drafts. It's going to be you and me here. Next week, we're going to do our final mock draft before the draft, the NFL draft, I should say. Um, we will be having that go up on the day of the draft, and that will include you, myself, and a friend of the pod, Michael Phillips. So a three-person mock draft yes, for the sir. final one. That's what's going to happen next week. Uh, but you are listening to this on Friday, which means you are wanting to get into our two-person mock draft. So Tyler, there's no quick hits today. We're just going to give the people what they want. We're going to go straight into yep. this give it mock to draft. All right. So I have odd picks this week. You have the even picks. Let us yes, begin. Sir. With the first pick, I hold the power for the Jacksonville Jaguars. And as expected, I will be taking Trevor Lawrence. Unoriginal. Well, yeah, <laughs> lacks creativity. Listen, listen. It's still right? the right pick. <laughs> uh, some would say that Trevor Lawrence is not the best quarterback in this draft. Well, those people would be wrong, Tyler. Um, I definitely feel yep. very comfortable with this. And given that Trevor Lawrence literally said, and I quote, we, meaning him and his wife, are very excited to be joining the Jacksonville community soon. I think this is pretty sure. I think it's pretty sure. The that this worst is be the kept best. secret. <laughs> the worst kept secret in the NFL literally, is the literally. Jacksonville Jaguars are taking Trevor Lawrence. Like literally, and, they have not made a single attempt to hide it. They made less than zero attempts to hide it. Like, And I don't think they should have. It doesn't matter. What's great yeah. is the the Jacksonville I, community donating. Uh, what was it like thirty thousand dollars worth like, of stuff to his charity? It was, it was several thousand dollars. Like yeah, it was a lot. Was they a lot. bought him a couple items for his wedding registry, and then they just donated the rest to charity. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, "I'm gonna keep uh, this three hundred dollar awesome. toaster, though." <laughs> you damn Tyler, right. I mean, I look, look. You better keep that toaster. <laughs> you have pick number two, my friend. All right. Now, the Jets mm-hmm. are going to pick Zach Wilson. Now, I'm not saying this is what they should do, mm-hmm. and I'm not saying this is what I would do. But we've reached the point in the draft cycle with news where, like, we start to know a couple things. There's very few, just very. Few. Mm-hmm. And let's be honest, this this is going to happen. Yeah. So as much as I don't like, oh, if I were here, I wouldn't make this pick. Unfortunately, I don't think I could, we can do that right now because mm-hmm. the Jets are picking Zach Wilson, and I don't think I don't think he's bad. I would pick Justin Fields. I don't think that he is uh, barred. I don't think Zach Wilson is barred from being a successful NFL quarterback because he's a Mormon. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> as, as I know, some people do. Um, his Chipotle order does concern me. But okay, I need to pause right here, though. I I love you. You are my best friend. I I need this Chipotle slander to, to just end. Simply Look, because I like Chipotle. Like, do you? But do you really though? Because I, it's, it's not like. Okay, so you don't like Chipotle if you go. Ah, it's fine. I don't hate it. You prefer Moe's. Yes, I do. I disagree. I mean, Moe's queso for one, way better. So here's the thing: your first go-to is queso. Mine is the rice. I cannot stand Moe's rice. That's it fair. It is bad. It is bad rice. Number one. Number two. I am very picky with my rice because my mother and my grandmother made fantastic rice growing up. 
to the point where I usually do not eat rice outside of the house, and Chipotle is my exception. Okay, that's high praise. And uh, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. So the, the well, Chipotle slander, slander, we got to pump the brakes a little bit, my friend. See, it, I'm, I'm in a weird situation where, like, I get what you're saying, and I'm not, like, a huge, like, I'm not as much of a rice buff. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. I mean, because it's like when my brother and grandpa make the arroz con pollo a la charrera, like that, yeah. that, like that rice, they kind of make it in a weird way that is like, has so far never been replicated. So I've just kind of separated that it's just not going to taste the same. And Te- like, technically, that's not rice. That's like a special dish for you. I know, but like the rice, the way they make it in that. That's what dish I'm saying. Is, like, right, right. Um. So, but anyway, but hey, look, I hear what you're saying, but Chipotle doesn't have a stack. Okay, the, the, the stacks do be slapping. St- will, st- see, this the I like Moe's stacks so much is the thing like that. That's what I get when I go to Moe's, and Chipotle doesn't have that. Like Respected. Chipotle burritos are amazing, but I would rather go to Moe's. Okay. And all that to say, Zach Wilson, your bowl is trash. Your bowl is trash. <laughs> <laughs> um, so have fun up there in New York. <laughs> <laughs> all right, pick um, three. All right, pick three. So again, I also agree with you. This is the most important pick of the draft. (laughs) I know. Okay, so just to reiterate, and so we're on the same page, San Francisco is sitting at pick three. Miami originally held that pick via the Houston Texans. San Francisco traded with Miami. Miami went back to 12, and then Miami moved back up to six, which we'll talk about later. So sitting here are the 49ers. You don't give up all of the capital they gave up, which was two first-round picks and a third-round pick. You don't give up that capital to take uh, a wide receiver. You don't give up that capital to take an edge rusher. You give up that capital to take a quarterback. And so that's leading us to believe that with Jimmy Garoppolo's health concerns, with the fact that Kyle Shanahan kind of has said without really saying it that he's not the biggest fan of Jimmy G long term. I believe that they yeah. can win. I believe he thinks that they can win in the short term, but I think he's thinking long term. He wants to be there for a while. The team is is relatively built. Jimmy Garoppolo's had one healthy season. Exactly. And they went to a Super Bowl. And right. that's that's amazing. However and you that gotta, but, like, fantastic. but he's played there for like four years and he's only had one healthy season. And like that that seems he is more often injured than he is healthy. So yeah, and that's a problem for your starting quarterback. So I'm going to approach that. I'm going to take a quarterback here, but I'm going to be 100% honest. I am debating between Justin Fields and Trey Lance, not because of who I think is better. I personally, like you, am in the Justin Fields' QB2 camp. But I think that they were are a bit more enamored with some of the stuff that Trey Lance brings to the table. And I think if their belief is truly to work this quarterback in after a year of Jimmy Garoppolo, which seems to be the case, they're kind of taking that um, Kansas City Chiefs, Pat Mahomes, Alex Smith territory in that case. I think I'm going to have to go with Trey Lance at pick three simply oh. for that reason alone. Okay? So if, if we're going to recap Interesting. here, the order of quarterbacks taken are, in Tyler and I's view, Trevor Lawrence is QB1, he goes one. We think Zach Wilson is what, QB3 or four, depending, right? Yeah, it depends on your preference, but like, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I would agree. Okay, so we got that, and then after that, I have just uh, Trey Lance going, which would mean that he's, in my opinion, QB three. So weird situation, weird scenario. Um, 
But yeah, interesting, interesting take here. Now, this sets up an interesting situation for the Falcons, right, Tyler? Correct. Um, I think that is. I think both of those are the good picks because I really, I don't think that the 49ers are taking Mac Jones. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna be that guy. I'm gonna be old man. He yells at cloud. I don't know what the media's fascination is with Mac Jones because I just Mc, don't see mean, it personally. You mean McCorkle Jones? Do you know that's his middle name? McCor- McCor- yeah, I did know. McCorkle. He went to the Bulls school, which is like my high school's biggest rival. So I obviously knew that because I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't actually hate you, Mac, Mac Jones, but I, I don't. McCorkle. I'm just glad that Jacksonville doesn't even. I'm glad that Jacksonville's not even a part of all this drama. Like, because cause you know the articles would be written that were just like, bring Mac Jones home. Yeah. Um, Pair him up with, you know, Alabama. I don't know. But anyway, so this is an interesting situation for the Falcons. I don't think that the Trey Lance pick is a bad one. Again, I would pick just Fields, but like Trey Lance has got a lot of potential. And you're going into a situation where you don't have to play right away. So that's probably good for them. Falcons, pick number four. Justin Fields has fallen to them. In my mind, from where I have it, this is the only quarterback that if it falls to Atlanta, they would they might take. Really? You don't in my opinion. Do you believe do you believe those reports that Atlanta really likes Trey Lance, even though in this mock it would be impossible for them to take him? But do you believe that? I believe that, but I I, I don't know. I just get the feeling and maybe this might not be really founded in anything, but like I get the feeling that they like Trey Lance, but I don't know if they like him enough to take him, considering Matt Ryan still has, I think, a couple of good years left. Mm-hmm. But it's just because like I think that Justin Fields and I just bashed this and I'm, but but this might be it might be a reason that it gets happens Justin Fields is an is a Georgia guy. Mm-hmm. He's a state of Georgia kid. He's really good. Very good. And you can kind of speed up your your situation with Matt Ryan. And again, it's my thing with the Falcons where I'm just like when is the next time you're going to be picking this high? Mhm. You know, and you're in such a good you're in such a good roster situation like I mean, to be honest, the Falcons aren't in the best roster situation. But the next time you pick, if you next time you pick this high, likelihood is it be worse. Yeah, you know, you still have Julio Jones and Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley, you know, and you could take Kyle Pitts here, but I'm gonna have him take Justin Fields. Okay, so so why Fields instead of Pitts? Because Pitts again is another one of those. Wow, this guy, you're not gonna be picking this high theoretically in a long for a long time because of who you have on the roster why him instead of why fields instead of Pitts? well i feel like because if you look at the the main components of, the, of their and i don't know arthur smith does run like a tight end kind of heavy offense so that would be mm-hmm. helpful um and he is a plus one but it is also a matter of maybe looking at the trajectory of um your 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 players matt ryan's not got that much time left i think julio jones has more time than matt ryan does so like I get again. It's a positional thing. Like I think Kyle Pitts is fully capable of becoming a Hall of Famer, just like mm-hmm. a lot of high end players do when they enter the league at this time. But right. I feel like Justin Fields is a quarterback, and that matters more. Yeah, okay. you're in a position I, I to take it. one that you're in a position to take one that I think is really good, and I don't yeah. think you should. And I'm not convinced that they should pass on him. If they take Kyle Pitts, that is not a bad pick either. Mm-hmm. But for what we're doing right now, I'm going to take Justin Fields for the Falcons. 
And Falcons right. fans can be mad at me. I don't know why you would be. But that's just me. I like the pick. And selfishly, as a Dolphin fan, if the board goes out like this, four quarterbacks in the first four picks, I'm ecstatic because that means that I get one of either Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, and I'm happy with either one. Nah, so Bengals Dolphin, are taking both with the next pick. Yeah, yeah right? Uh, but as a Dolphin fan, I'm, I'm going to start celebrating here. If I'm a Dolphin fan, I start celebrating. If the board goes four quarterbacks and four picks. Because it's um, going three QBs and three picks. It's with, going three I think QBs. it's three QBs. The question is, what does Atlanta do? Yeah. Because if Atlanta does take Pitts, then moving on to pick five, which is the Bengals, there's the possibility of let's reunite Joe Burrow with Jamar Chase, and then the Dolphins are left with, in terms of wide receiver weapons, Waddle and Smith, which is great. They're both good, but I think you can still get those a few picks further back, or one of those, yeah. and you can still get more capital. But I would much rather have Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts in that sense, so... Um, I, though, Understood. hold the power for the Bengals, which means uh, I'm going to do the smart thing. Did you see what Joe Burrow said today? Yes. Um, what are you talking about, the Instagram caption? Yes, I did. Yes. Um, it went something along the lines of, uh, I, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's just like um, scars meant that like, okay, what is it? Scars meant I did uh, – He's like, a life with no scars mean I did nothing worth, like, uh, fighting for or fought for nothing. Right. Yeah. right. I'm totally butchered that. But it's a picture and of him then, in the throne, and he's got, like, yeah. the ACL tear surgery scar, like, very yeah. prominently showing on his knee. Yes. Like, Which, great, because that means he's rehabbing and coming back. But then he also came out and said, like, officially to someone, I trust the Bengals to do what's best for the entire organization. So this is me – two things, Right. We mm-hmm. can decipher the Instagram post as being he is saying that he's cool with having a bad offensive line. If I didn't suffer, I didn't live a full life. I don't regret a single thing and is pushing for Jamar Chase because he wants his boy and his weapon. Or it's, yo, look at what happened to me without an offensive line. Go get me a tackle. Those are the two ways we can go with it. And yeah. if I am the Bengals Rather than getting – listen, we talk about how wide receivers are becoming more and more um, uh, available is the word I want to use, I think. More yeah. and more available as the years there go on. There are more can, good wide receivers coming out of college every year. Yes, exactly. So I think that they can get weapons that are serviceable for him not only later in this particular draft but also in years to come. Franchise left tackles do not come by every day. Yeah. And for that reason, we have been talking about Penny Soul for months. It's similar to Justin Fields, like, right? Like, what in the world happened that all of a sudden these players that we thought Ooh. were top three players are all of a sudden dropping all the way down? We had conversations I, of Penny Soul being the number you. one overall pick before Burrow, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can tell you what happened. What? People got bored. Yeah. People got bored. Yep. That 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 is the whole reason. And honestly, good for the Bengals because they don't have to go up to get their franchise left tackle. Yeah. Penny Sewell to the Bengals, and not just because I'm a Dolphin fan and want the option of Jamar Chase and Pitts. But oh, I, I sure. genuinely No, no, but, but uh-huh. I genuinely <laughs> He says as he yawns. Just at me. that's mm-hmm. I genuinely I've heard believe, this song before. But I but it's true. I genuinely believe that this is the best choice for the Bengals 
if they go a different direction, that's fine. I will be perfectly comfortable with all of the mark uh, mock drafts. I think along with the Trevor Lawrence pick, this has been our most consistent like pick, like Penny Sewell to the Bengals. I just, I just don't see them picking anyone else. I really I, don't. I, people, it just people, doesn't people make people are trying to make it happen. Yeah, and I'm like, stop trying to make Jamar Chase to to the Bengals happen. So, Tyler, you have the fate of my franchise in your hand. What are you going to do at six? All right. Let's, uh, let's scroll a little bit down. for the, Just scroll, 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 scroll. All right. Um, Baron Browning. <laughs> just kidding. Um, I'll kill you. <laughs> I think that there's two options here that you have to really consider if you're the Dolphins. Move back up into the top ten because you want high-level playmaker. You have Kyle Pitts at your disposal. You have Jamar Chase. So it's basically, do you want... That's a tough decision just because I like Mike Kosicki and I think having a number one wide receiver is more valuable than having a number one tight end, no matter how good that tight end is. Like, so what if, so what if then I again, just Travis told Kelsey you... Exists, like, and what if I just told you that Kyle Pitts is a receiver? Well, I think that's a little... That's a little like uh, push up the glasses that I totally have up on my nose. Um, that is a little, you know, that's a little short-sighted and a little, you know, simplistic for how, you know, detailed of, you know, an asset Calpids is at the tight end position. But then again, you're right. Um, uh, <laughs> but then again, it's true. <laughs> ah, I feel like you're definitely trying to pull me towards Calpids. No, listen, honest, I will genuinely be okay with either pick. I, I am leaning Kyle Pitts because I have these dreams of... Mike Gusecki, Kyle Pitts, two tight end system, Tua with the intense accuracy and the ability to get the ball out of his hand faster than anyone in the NFL. That's an actual fact. When you look at the numbers from last year, he has the fastest release of any quarterback in the league. Um, I'll take and, your word also, for it. and also, um, Kyle Pitts is a Gator, and I would love to spend another $110 on another jersey. <laughs> like, like you selfishly, like how much fun? Well, would it you know, be I'm going to gonna save you some you know? money. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm not buying a Jamar Chase. Jamar Jersey. Chase. Okay. All right. I respect it. That's okay. I'm happy with it. I'm Yet. okay with that. Yet. Look, exactly. I think Cal Pitts would be a good pick too, but I, I think you need a number one wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And like, you need a number one wide receiver, and that's what he can be for you. Okay. So all right. That's what I'm taking. Fine. Fine with me. I like it. I, again, be celebrating either way. I'm not buying the jersey simply because he's not a Gator. Um, but I definitely will be cracking open what's pick six, right? So by that time, it'll be about an hour and a half into the broadcast. So that means about, uh, about. <laughs> so that means I'll be having like my fourth or fifth truly at the time. So I'll be cracking another one to be open. Um, pick seven are the, is the Detroit Lions. Tyler, I'm going to throw you a curveball. Oh, oh, hit me with it. This is a team weird. that is this is a team that is clearly building, right? This mm-hmm. is a team that traded away Matt Stafford, got back first round picks and Jared Goff in return. I don't think they want to get someone like Waddle or Smith because then they would they would be actively like trying to do better for Jared Goff, and I'm pretty sure they want that contract to run out so they can then get a big quarterback yeah. uh, for the future, especially with the cap hit that he has. But you know what doesn't come every day, Tyler? What, Sergio? A franchise what? left tackle. A fra- oh. And you know who's a Dan Campbell kind of guy? No, oh, boy. Ray Sean Slater. 
Yeah, it's true. I'm gonna go with Rayshon Slater because not only is Midwestern he a boy. big, big, big Midwestern boy, big O lineman. Um, I think that this guy can be set up for the future. I think this is a really good uh, offensive line class, and I think it's justified for taking a second one here in the top ten. This isn't something that we've done before. But I don't know, man. I have a I have a good feeling, and I think if the Lions won't trade back or anything like that, then you know I think it's a good uh, I think it's a good situation for them. And I think getting an offensive tackle that would be there for a while, it's very much like when the Colts took Quentin Nelson, where it's like, listen, we know that we, mm-hmm. we may not have the quarterback right now, and this and that, whatever, and we we may not be in the right position, but let's go ahead and show up this this important offensive line position for the next 12 years and i think that's what's gonna happen i'm so sorry uh that was my apple watch and siri trying to join on the pod so um siri yeah that that uh that was not cleared by by a sideline judgment legal so um rayshon slater pick seven to the lions okay i actually like it thank you all right let's look over at carolina panthers they're here just took rayshon slater darn it to heck (laughs) <laughs> uh, for them. Also, they just traded for Sam Darnold. Why? I don't know, to be honest with you. <laughs> like, so they're not picking a quarterback. I don't understand getting Sam Darnold. Like, I, I just, we, in the words of Ben Solak um, on, from Twitter, <laughs> like, we as a nation need to move on from Sam Darnold. Look. <laughs> He was great in one Rose Bowl. It was a great Rose Bowl. Fantastic Rose Bowl. Fantastic Rose Bowl. Trace McSorley and him and Saquon Barkley and Chris Godwin are going back and forth and like classic game. Classic game. We've because of it, we've never heard Colin Coward hasn't shut up about him for the last several years. Um, Uh, Well, okay, never mind. I'm gonna keep my mouth shut with Colin Coward. (laughs) Nope, nope, not getting in trouble. Okay, not gonna Um, get in trouble. Yep, Colin Cowherd is still on the train, um, <laughs> from my understanding. But just even he was in a terrible situation with the Jets. But let's be honest, he was bad. Let's be honest, he was bad, and he was. I don't think this was the right decision. But if you're gonna if you're gonna add uh, Sam Darnold to a room with Ch- Teddy Bridgewater, you need a weapon. And guess what? The best weapon in the draft just fell to you with, with Kyle Pitts. Yeah. Um. So okay. Big Panthers are taking Kyle Pitts. You know, now they're missing a tight end because Jacksonville signed somebody Manhurst is his last name. <laughs> Who's Petty that? Tyler. Petty Tyler is the best Tyler. We didn't get a single <laughs> good tight end. Oh, man. I'm sure he's a fine man, Mr. So, Manhurst. I don't actually know your first name. Um, hey, but, maybe, maybe Urban's got his eye on Pat Fryermere in the second round. Yeah, but I'm also I'm almost like just trade up and get Kyle Pitts. Just just trade up. Like I'm not mad about that either. If if you trade up, give up a couple picks, you get Kyle Pitts and Trevor Lawrence. It's a successful draft. Yeah, you could not pick anything else after that, and you'd be fine. Yeah, it's a successful draft. Um. Okay. I think in a realistic world, if the Dolphins, if he, if Pitts slot slips past the Dolphins, okay. Um, I think someone trades up with Detroit at seven. And Detroit capitalizes on that and gets that would be smart by them. Gets up. That would be smart. Um, that's what I would anticipate happening if Pitts falls past six. Just to put it out there. Um, all right. Next up, we have P- 
pick numero nueve. That is nueve. Sorry, not nueve. That is. Yeah, I was about the, to say, what was that like? That you've is been the, in Boston way too long. Uh, pick number nueve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Denver Broncos. So the Denver Broncos, their team needs. You got linebacker, cornerback, quarterback, and offensive tackle. So when you look at offensive tackle, both Penny Sula, Rayshon Slater, they're gone. The top cornerbacks in the class are on here, and Patrick Sertan and J.C. Horn. The top linebackers are also here. It hasn't been a single linebacker taken. Michael Parsons is on the board. And then quarterbacks, you have McCorkle, a.k.a. Mac Jones, is on the board. But I would be going against my very uh, – how do I put this? Uh, I would be betraying myself if I allowed for Mac Jones to go in the top ten in a sideline judgment mock draft. So I'm not doing that. Uh, so yeah, don't do that. Out, quarterbacks out of the question. They're better I'll off. I'll veto just... that crap. <laughs> well, you you do have fifty percent of the company, so yeah. Um, quarterback is out of the question. They're, they're better off going with Drew Locke for another year and trying to get a quarterback next year. Um, linebacker, there seem to be character issue reports with Micah Parsons, and as good as he is, I have a feeling that we're going to see a Laramie Tunsil esque slip. For Michael Parsons, we always have one player in the green room that yeah. they, that they just keep going back to, and it's like, what's happening? What are the teams thinking? And we're going to get Todd McShay, we're going to get Adam Schefter and Mel Kuyper, all of these people out there reporting. Well, you know, it seems he has character issues at Penn State. Uh, I think it's important to note that Michael Parsons was one of the players that uh, was involved in that bullying scan. I don't want to call it a scandal because it didn't break up to that proportions yeah. but definitely incident a, a negative bullying incident where he quote quote unquote said to a, or he said to a player quote unquote i'm going to sandusky you which i don't need to go into details as to why that is horrific to say nope. and hear um but i'm not gonna go ahead and reward this man with a top 10 pick bonus structure payout at least not on the sideline judgment draft, mock drafts. So with that being said, your our options here look to be cornerback. And we're going between Patrick Sertan the second or JC Horn. And as much as I love Patrick Sertan the second, uh, American Heritage Plantation product, South Florida, Broward County, 954, born and raised. His dad is Miami Dolphins legend Patrick Sertan. Um, I think I like JC Horn a bit more. Should have taken him at number six. JC Horn? <laughs> no, you no, should have should have taken Patrick Sertan at number six. Just because of all the hype. <laughs> Dolphins legend. Dolphins let his dad is a Dolphins legend, let's be clear. Uh yeah, give yeah, me yeah, JC yeah, Horn. But like, yeah, well, right. Give me JC Horn to Really JC yeah. Horn is gonna be yeah. cornerback one in this draft class. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I think so. That think so. is a take. I'm full of takes today, baby. It, but... I, I put Ray, I picked Rayshon Slater at seven, JC Horn at nine. Trey Lance at three. Come huh. on, bro. I'm, I'm about it. I came for the chaos. Well, what are you talking about? Well, Dallas loves what you're doing, and Dallas is going to take Patrick Sertan second. Like, so let me ask you a question. Because um, Dallas is like, yeah. If this draft goes the opposite, and uh, if the Broncos take Patrick Sertan, do you think the Cowboys take J.C. Horn? I don't, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. But then again, it depends because they're switching to a new defense under Dan Quinn, and I don't know what de- what defense Dan Quinn wants to run because J.C. Horn's such a Will Muschamp press man grabby corner, and that's going to be useful for certain defenses. And I don't know if the Cowboys are going to be that kind of defense. Like, okay. 
I feel like more, I feel Patrick Sertan's a little bit more versatile at the moment. JC Horn has a thing that he is better at than him. Right. Like, JC Horn is better at this one type of coverage. Patrick Sertan is at all of his other coverages. But I think Patrick Sertan is better at everything than JC Horn is better at everything. But that, so it's really just about value. Like, okay. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe, but I, I think that they would likely, especially with Dan Quinn, they would likely view Patrick Sertan as quarterback one for them um it's it, listen it's splitting hairs between the in my opinion between yeah. the two of them i just think um i don't know i just think that someone like jc horn is a bit more uh, I, don't, I don't know when i watch the tape and i have for the past few um i have been watching the tape for the past few weeks uh i don't know he seems a bit more professional in terms of the way he approaches each play and the way that his coverage <laughs> adapts uh, so for that reason, I went J.C. Horn, but that's okay because at pick, what are we at eleven? We have the New York Football Giants. Um, they yeah. are with with the speed of Jaden Waddle, they are running to the podium to take him. This is literally a dream come true for the Giants. It's even though they went out and they signed Kenny Galloway to a massive contract, they are in the perfect as um, they are in the Ken- perfect. Kelly- Kenny Galladay is the the uh, the number one there, but like Jalen Waddle slots uh, slots right in to be your speed option. Absolutely. Not only does it slide in to be the speed option, but uh, it's definitely a double down on. All right, we're gonna see if uh, if Danny Dimes can uh, can actually be Danny Dimes and is not just and you know a, I a bad wait for quarterback. Him to overthrow. Cannot wait for him to overthrow Jalen Waddle so how, many times. How do you overthrow Jalen Waddle? That's the real hey, question. Bo Nix, oh, Bo Nix managed to overthrow Anthony Schwartz several times. Like a bad Bo Nix. Remember, there's two Bo Nix. There's good Bo Nix and bad Bo Nix because he's he is the Doctor Jekyll and Mister Hyde of college football. All right. Yeah, can't wait for the Giants to draft him in a year. Yeah, right. <laughs> That'd be fun. All right, Ned, that would be really fun. <laughs> uh, all right. Next up, it's the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Oh boy. <laughs> I am so tempted because their new head coach came out today and said that he won't give the starting quarterback job to Jalen Waddle. It'd be a competition in camp. Stop it. I'm so tempted. Listen, let me to let go me pause with Mac this, Jones right here. I have three Eagles fans in my life. My friend Mo, which you know. <laughs> they don't listen to this podcast. <laughs> Our friend Michael, which you know, and my friend Jared up here, who've yet you've yet to meet, but you will one day. I don't think I can handle. You didn't even talk about Steven. I didn't even mention uh, Steven. I'm so sorry. I love you, dude. Seriously. That's four. I can't handle the four of them in misery if the Eagles are dumb enough to draft Mac Jones at 12. Well, okay. They're certainly capable of such decision making. Oh, I know. I won't which put is it why past I'm, Howie which Rose is why I'm seriously considering it. Also, I want to do it so bad. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not going to do that. Even though I really want to, <laughs> uh huh. They need a chain mover. They need a wide receiver because they put it off for literal years. Well, no, they didn't put it off. They just made mistakes. Sorry, yeah, they they put it off for multiple years, and then they drafted Jalen Rager, and, and the, then the Vikings yeah. literally didn't have to say a word, but they knew they were picking Justin Jefferson. That like, video is still lives rent free in my head. Yeah, when, like, yeah, like they just knew. They were just like, oh, uh, uh, I mean, like. 
It's like you you know that in the previous thing they're like, well, the Eagles are probably going to take Justin Jefferson. Damn it, we wanted to take him. Oh well, like, mm-hmm. and then that doesn't happen. They're like, hey, but the the coach just says, hey, hey, buddy, <laughs> and the GM is just like, no, I already sent it. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's already it. Don't worry, already on it. <laughs> and they're laughing. Yeah, they're picking Devonte Smith. All 166 pounds of Devonte Smith. Now, I'm so torn on Devonte Smith. Because, like, as a prospect and, like, what I think of him. Because, like, he dominated so hard in college. And the last thing I want to do is doubt him. But I'm, like, 166 pounds. Like, it's just, it is a size that has not, like, ever before worked in the NFL level. Like, really? Yeah. And Devontae Smith's not going to be, at, at his best, he's not going to be what he was in college. Like, that's just not going to happen. Like, right. um, but... I'm interested, like, I'm just not so sold that he's a sure thing. But you need it. Eagles, you need more wide receiver help. You just, you do. So that's what you're taking. And and I think one thing to note is, like you said, I, I think we've seen the peak of Devontae Smith. This Heisman Trophy winning season, I think, is the peak. I think that his, like, average of what he'll be like for his career is definitely very high, and he can be a very, very good player in this league. But I think um, I think the peak was this past season at, at Alabama, and, and I don't know. I'm yeah, a little I bit. What, I I'm not so much scared of. Oh, he's a smaller receiver, this and that, whatever. But when the official reports came in today that he was 166 pounds, I haven't weighed 166 pounds, Tyler, since I was like a junior in high school. Like that's concerning. Like 166 Same. is genuinely concerning. I really do. Con- I, that that yeah. really was concerning for me today, but. I think the upside is so much that I don't think he gets past Philly at 12 simply because I don't think Waddle gets past the Giants at 11. So then that you, way – You got to take that you know, chance because if I he's agree. anything like he was in college, you got to take that chance. Like, and if, he's, if he's half as good as he was in college. Yeah, it could not work out. But Yeah, it could not work out and still have been the right choice. I agree. But like this happens a lot. We forget about it in the draft, but like – it can end up being a bad pick, but still have been the right choice. Like that's a great way to because of that. what you know at the time. Yeah. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, that's basically how I feel. Okay, so I, I think they've got to make that choice if that's what comes up. Yeah. Uh, all right. So next up, we have at pick thirteen the L.A. Chargers. Uh, number one, the team needs here, according to the Draft Network, we have tackle, edge, and safety as the top three needs. I think. They are comfortable with going with an offensive tackle that's going to be in the later rounds simply because after those top two guys, there seems to be a little bit of a drop-off. No disrespect to Christian Darasol. I think he's a top-tier talent. But I think given some of their needs and on the defensive end, I think I'm going to go with Jalen Phillips for Miami here. Because I think – Yeah, this is a guy that is shooting up draft boards uh, before the draft, before the year – we were talking about Gregory Rousseau as being a potential top 10 pick. And Jalen Phillips, who was the UCLA transfer, came in and had a phenomenal season. And his measurables and everything coming out from interviews and stuff like that, the reports are that he's shooting up draft boards and everything. And I think that this is one of those moments where the kind of draft season hype comes into play, uh, both in terms of hyping up Phillips and also knocking down of Micah Parsons. This is the pick. This is the pick that begins the conversation of mm-hmm. okay, what's going on with Micah Parsons? 
You know what I mean? What's the situation? Blah, 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 blah. So I think because of the way it's happening, again, this may not be the, the smart pick or whatever. I just feel like this is where they might go. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get you. So uh, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to go with uh, Jalen Phillips here at 13. Okay. Well, in that case, the Vikings are up. Um, they got a lot of needs on the line at edge and in all of the tackle spots and in the, the line spots. And you know what they also need? What do they need? You know, maybe not less of a need, but maybe more of a want. Um, are, are you? It's been often said that Mac Jones is just Kirk Cousins. Um, so, you know, it's very possible they could go with that here. I hope you know that for the rest of this, uh, for the rest of this mock draft, every pick that I get, I'm just going to find a way to link them to Mac Jones, and we'll see if I if I take them. Like, there's no way the Vikings are taking Mac Jones, but <laughs> it would fit with their mo. They like Kirk Cousins, I think. They certainly are stuck with him. So, in that case, if you're stuck with Kirk Cousins, you need some help on your line. Yeah. And um, draft Mac Jones to play tackle. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> McCorkle. No, we're going to draft... McCorkle. I'm going to draft Elijah Vera Tucker out of USC into your offensive line. Okay. For the Great Vikings. pick. Great pick. I think that's a smart pick for the Vikings. For sure. I, I really do. Good good pick. Um, this is fantastic because in two years, he is going to do wonders at the guard position for future Minnesota Vikings quarterback Sam Howell. It's going to be fantastic yeah. to see that happen. So. That's ultimately the reason they didn't end up picking Mac Jones is because they're like, no, we have we see the future. Like, absolutely, absolutely. He, he'll tank us too quickly. We uh. need some, <laughs> we got to stick with Kirk because he'll get us where we need to be. Like, it, it, it's a gradual process with Kirk. Um, which means at fifteen we have the Patriots. I'm ending this right now. This <laughs> this bit is not going on. Tyler. No, uh, stop. Let me live. Tyler, what is more, Bill Belichick? Than a tall, not that mobile quarterback who can throw the ball really deep, but has a lot of questions about other things. And has two first names. And has two first names. Mac and Jones, Tom yeah. and Brady. There you go. Mac Jones now, Tom, is, is Tom Brady 2.0 confirmed. Now, now Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback of all time in terms of results in Super Bowls. Um, but I, uh, I think that. What we a disclaimer. <laughs> well, I just In don't terms of results in Super Bowls. <laughs> I mean, have you throw have you seen Aaron Rodgers throw a football? Cuz that Okay, yeah. Just it's just that, like it's a funny disclaimer to be like it's the greatest quarterback of all time in terms of, you know, the two things that matter the most. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. I'm not saying, but I'm yeah. just saying. Uh yeah, no, give me Mac Jones to the Patriots. Put him in my division because so for the next 3-4 years It'll be fantastic because my division quarterbacks will consist of Tua Tagovailoa, Josh Allen, Zach Wilson, three very mobile quarterbacks that can move and throw the ball whenever they can, and then Mac Jones just sitting there, the taking statue, hit, taking hit after hit after hit. So give me, uh, give me Mac Jones. I, I can't wait for for the Patriots to win like one time, and, and for the Mac Jones is better than Tua thing to like become a thing in this world. Like, oh, but. That's the thing, though. There's already two of disrespect out there, so it's only going to be right because what happens is, you know, we're going to get Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, and you know he's going to take a normal progression, and then all of a sudden it's going to be like, well, yeah, if I had 
if I had Will Fuller and uh, Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase and Mike Kosicki and a good offensive line, I too would be that good. And it's like, really? Would you? Would you? Because last year it was all about the slander, even though he had literally zero weapon. All right, I'm going off yeah. on a tangent. I also, you were describing the exact way that Mac Jones was successful is the fact that he had the Heisman winner and Jalen Waddle on his team. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and the, the best, best offensive, offensive line, line. Alabama's ever had. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Tyler, you are up. Uh, we've gotten through like the big names, so we're going to pick up the pace a little bit here and just try to you know get these picks in. So who you got next? Man, I was, I was looking forward for the next several picks, trying to like – finding reasons to to pick back jones be like hey Kyler murray he's not you know he's very mobile but sometimes you know i I think we should normalize like what the dolphins doing last year having starters and closers for quarterbacks in games (laughs) like like get mac jones in there stay in the pocket i ended ended that for a reason i know let's keep it going i ended that for a reason and then have like when the defense is tired, put Kyler Murray into the end of the game. One, he's better, but two, he's just gonna run around him and like tie out the defense. And you know, you stole that from me. And then I was looking forward to pick eighteen when I was gonna get to just you, absolutely Yeah, really? Me. Were you were you gonna do that? Yeah. I was gonna do that. I guess i I guess I have to be like reasonable now. Yeah, you you wanna end this podcast by suggesting Mac Jones to the to the Dolphins? Is that what you were gonna do? Not at in this universe. Not anymore. <laughs> Um, not in this friendship. <laughs> uh, the Cardinals are taking mm, Mike Parsons has slid pretty far. Um, talented, I think that of of the teams that would give him a shot, Cardinals probably would be one of them. Mm-hmm. Like, so. yeah. So okay. that's where I'm taking. You know, right, so he's not so he's as flashy slid. as not as flashy as uh, drafting Mac Jones to be the starter closer combo of Mac Jones and Kyler Murray, but. Um, what are we I'm cutting do? you off. I'm cutting you off. I'm cutting you off. Um, it's been a long week, man. It's been a week. Uh, yeah, it's it's been such a long week that you're out here actively trying to convince yourself that Mac Jones could go to any number of teams after he's already. It's been a fun team. exercise. If you, it's not just very like, fun when you mock it to the. I Dolphins. think it's. That's I'm when a it starts. Not, though, that's so. when it stops being fun, Tyler. When you do it to Again, my team. I'm so happy that the Jaguars are the first ever overall pick and don't have to be a part of this drama at all it saved me so much stress like you are the michael jackson popcorn meme just eating it up it's like oh yeah uh Uh, next up we have the raiders at 17 it's really simple if the the board plays out this way they need to tackle christian darsaw's on the board christian darsaw welcome to vegas i hope you like gambling have at it my friend all right dolphins are up you took a wide receiver we did. You know, that is the thing that you did. You could always take another one, but I'm not going to do that. You did release, like, literally every linebacker you had. Literally. Um, so, a little concerning? Like <laughs> A bit. A bit. I'm not going to lie. Um, Although, if, the there's, next... if there's ever a position group that I'm comfortable with letting go, it's the linebackers because of who Brian Flores is and his coaching ability. I'm just not really in love with any of the edges on the board. I'm really just not. Like, and... Mm-hmm. Like I, I just, I'm not really in love with Jason Oway and Joe Tryon and Quiddy Pay and Aziz Ojolari. Like I'm just not really like, eh. So I'm gonna go with Zayvon Collins from Tulsa, linebacker from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm pretty sure I did this last time too, but like. And honestly, dream draft for me, if that's the case. 
if we can if we can walk away with arguably the best linebacker in the country that played football because Michael Parsons didn't play didn't play uh, football correct in the country last year and Jamar Chase great first round great birthday present the Dolphins will give me so I'm happy with that um all right next up we have the Washington Too football bad it team wasn't Mac Jones I'm ignoring that we have the 19 we have the Washington football team uh team needs we have tackle linebacker safety corner um. When you look at the best players available, we're starting to get into this. Guys could slip to the second round and it would be okay. Some guys would be taken earlier that might be in the second round, but we still would be okay. Anything after pick 19 and 20 seems to be this kind of like, okay, we'll see what happens. Um, And so because of that, I'm comfortable reaching a little bit for a team need. Um, And in this case for Washington, it's offensive tackle. And I'll go with Tevin Jenkins out of Oklahoma State. He good was pick. actually really impressive. Love me, Tevin Jenkins. He's a guy. Yeah, I love me some Tevin Jenkins. He's a guy that uh, now here's a guy. Um, no, but in all seriousness, seriousness, throughout the season watching him play, he was very mobile. He was very much able to keep everything in front of him, and he's a guy that I thought would get a bit more hype in the Senior Bowl and then in these like you know workouts and all this stuff, and he just hasn't, and I don't understand why. So for Washington to get him at 19, it's a pick that the Washington fans are going to be like, okay, we get it. It's not flashy. But honestly, Ron Rivera is a good team builder and is a good guy uh, in that organization and has been a good voice for them in terms of player development and everything. And he's got a good track record in, in drafting. So I'll trust that organization. I'll trust that organizational structure. Uh, and I'll send him over to Washington. Okay. So next up, the Chicago Bears. Now I know we so, joked so how does before. Jones- <laughs> <laughs> this they actually would take back Jones if he was they here. Like, they actually would though. <laughs> like they would. I'm not even joking about that one. Like, um, hey, I could always have Kyle Trask go a little early, but that I, I doubt that's going to happen. There have been reports that Kyle Trask has might somebody might trade back into the first round for Kyle Trask, which means I, I don't know who that would be. Knew what I like. I, I'm not really quite sure if it be, but so I'm not going to do that. Even though they need a quarterback, but it's Chicago. Um, can I give you? Can I give you a Kyle Trask that since you mentioned him? Go ahead. Did you Did you know that he's the he was the most accurate quarterback in the country last year? I did not know that for a fact, but it, it is a fact. But it. and granted, when you take away Kadarius Tony and Kyle Pitts. When you look at the splits, when he's on the when they're on the field versus when they're off the field, the numbers go significantly down. But still, he was the most accurate quarterback. Like it was funny when we there was someone who tweeted about a month and a half, two months ago, uh, like a highlight video of Kyle Pitts, and it was like, wow, look at how he gets the ball, whatever. And I think it was Gator great uh, Richard Johnson quoted it and was like, tired. Kyle Pitts is really good. Wired. Uh, Kyle Trask is really accurate, and it was really true. If you go back and watch that. Uh, Trask was putting the ball in locations that not many people can. And it was very much a, oh, I can see why yeah. um, I can see why Mullen entrusted the offense with him and, and didn't give a run out to Emery so soon. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that was that was it. Just wanted a little you I mentioned you. Trask wanted to give you a little fun fact. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm not taking Kyle Trask. Uh, but I am going to take Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle at Alabama. We both for love Chicago. Him. We both love him. He's good. They need, he's good. 
He's Alabama product. He's good. Yeah. yeah. He's got a uh, great name. Alex Leatherwood. Like, how, how more perfect can you get? He sounds like he's just going to run you into the ground as a as an offensive lineman. Yeah. So, um, all right. I got the Colts with the next pick. This isn't a difficult pick here. Their number one need is tackle, but given the little runoff on tackles that we've had here, their secondary need is corner. And Caleb Farley is still on the board. Still I understand there. that he has that injury issue. Uh, but I really do believe that he's going to come back healthy. He looked fantastic at Virginia Tech over the past two, three years. So, Caleb Farley, welcome to Indianapolis. I'm going to send him there. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> As a Jags fan, you don't, don't like it? I don't like it. Yes, I don't like it. Okay. Now, <laughs> Tennessee. So, I know Mac Jones Ryan is Penhill's off the board. Ryan only but... <laughs> so good. Like, 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 I mean, I would like it as a Jax fan to, for oh it to be an, uh, for years of Mac Jones versus Trevor Lawrence. So, <laughs> so Mac Jones' family is going to listen to this podcast and we're going to get sued for defamation of character. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Um, Buck Foles, <laughs> I, you know, that's what you get. You're coming up against a Bishop Kenny product. I am programmed to hate Bulls products. Uh, it's just weird, actually, because one of my best friends <laughs> likely went there. Um, uh, it doesn't matter. Um, Titans are furious you took Caleb Farley. They Rather are. Furious. They're, they're very mad I took Caleb Farley. So, in retaliation, they're going to they're gonna pick someone who's going to, you know, absolutely moss and destroy Caleb Farley for the next several years. Uh, they're going to take Rashad Bateman. Nice. You know, no- got to retaliate. Nice. I love that pick. That's fun. That is a fun pick. Because the yeah, play action. Yeah, maybe. Well, because it's just fun as a football fan because the play action yeah, is no. fantastic. That's going to be so good. Oh, man. Good. Wow. Sorry. I know that's, you know, Titans and all that personal, but sorry. I uh, made the pick. I don't know what I'm complaining about. Like, so, <laughs> pick 23, the Jets. Now, I know that they just took Zach Wilson, but I think. <laughs> I'm playing. Um, let me you see. Joke, let me see. But... <laughs> you joke, but. You joke. You joke. It's the classic, like, pick two quarterbacks. One of them's got to work out, that, which is stupid because then you're, like, splitting reps and neither quarterback can be as prepared or as good as he could as you want him to be. So maybe just evaluate and have conviction in your decisions. But, but also you, pick Mac Jones. If you <laughs> always pick a quarterback, one of them is bound to work. Uh, okay, so the team needs here corner. Quarterback's been addressed. Corner and edge. Uh, I'm looking at the board here. Corner seems to be a bit weak or dry. Uh, Greg Newsom seems to be the next best available corner, and I don't really think they want to jump the gun on there. Eric Stokes, who's a round two type of guy. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and go around best player available type. And we do have a good collection of edge players here. Joe Tyron, uh, Aziz, Quidi Pei. And I'm going to go with that last one. I'm going to go with Quidi Pei to the Jets here at 23. It's actually predicted as the 23 best player available so a little bit of synergy there uh i think that he can help them along the edge and you know the jets have so many holes that best player available isn't really a bad thing to do they are bad they are a bad football team at the moment and so i don't i don't really mind from the jets organization doesn't that just make you happy uh absolutely not Oh, that, that, I, I'm happy the Jets are bad. I'm not happy that they're getting a good player like Queenie Pay. 
to be clear. Oh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like me giving the, you know, Titans Rashad Bateman. Like, exactly. why would I do yeah. that? Why would um, you do that? All right. The Pittsburgh Steelers are bringing Big Ben back to run 25 jet sweeps a game because Matt Canada is the new offensive coordinator. Um, so, so because they're bringing back Big Ben, they're going to need a quarterback to follow up in the future. Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> And you know you need someone, you know, Big Ben, a guy who's fabled for his howitzer of an arm and the ability to, like, make stuff happen mo- with mobility mm-hmm. uh, when he's at his prime. Right. You need someone like Mac Jones. <laughs> you do need someone like Mac Jones. Right. Mac Jones yeah. is going to force an Eli and Philip Rivers like level trade to go to Pittsburgh. <laughs> yes, that's what's going to happen. Uh-huh. No, um, uh, let's see. You gotta interesting. Um, yep, Steelers. They you got Joe Hayden's there as your corner. You need a little bit of an improvement. You need to improve that that room. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not bad. It's just like he's at the very late in his development um and he's had sorry, injury. Sorry, late, and he's late had in injury. his career he's late he's late in his career is what i meant to say why my words are hard um <laughs> anyway so i think in that case you need corner could you go greg do some but i'm gonna go eric stokes from georgia um okay i feel like he fits them a little bit better yeah i see him as a day two pick but i could again this is the area where you can kind of reach a little bit depending on what you need all that stuff so I don't mind. I don't mind that pick. Uh, I have your Jags at 25. And you know what would go well with Trevor Lawrence, Tyler? An experienced backup that knows the landscape of the city of Jacksonville very well. You're not happy about that one? No? You created this. I want you to know. You nope. created this monster. Nope. This is definitely my fault. This is definitely not, my fault. It's not like, fun when it's your team now. It is was, it? I, was fi- I was fine until this moment. I yeah. was fine until this moment. I think like, this is the moment the bit dies. <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep my mouth shut from now on. <laughs> um, okay, this so your Jags. Listen, your I forgot Jags, that we had a second pick. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> I forgot your, that this would be a thing that would happen. Your Jags, no offense, are a bad football team at the moment. But they are not a team devoid of talent. It's not offensive at all. That's just true. Like, yeah. They are not a team devoid of talent. And bad football teams need as much talent as they can. With that being said, this is not in terms of your immediate needs. But it would be nice to have this player on your football team. And for that reason, I am gifting to you. Your best friend, Sergio, is gifting to you, Tyler, Christian Barmore from Alabama. Oh, yes, sir. Thank you. I, Merry I Christmas. If if he's there, I think you just go best player available. You're building Let's for the future go. anyway. Have a great – pair him up with the good Josh Allen and all that stuff. It'll be fun. I'm so happy. Let's build yeah. through the trenches, baby. We're going to dominate. There you go. We're, we're not going to be good for a while. But um, we're gonna my dom- favorite thing with the Jaguars – We're going to dominate in four years. <laughs> my favorite thing with the Jaguars is that everybody seems to be like, oh, you guys are going to be good now. And I'm just like, I have heard this – song before like <laughs> i feel like we we have a real chance to be good long term but like next se- people are gonna buy into next season when we win like one or two games and i am just gonna be ready for that other shooter drop you we're still be. the youngest roster in the league like mm-hmm. with a first time nfl coach yeah no anyway but christian barmore is gonna help with that a lot yeah 
All right. Oh yeah, it's my turn. <laughs> Sorry, I was do- I was trying to find a way to get the Mac Jones to to Cleveland. No, that's dead. I see. We, we no, no, it's it. dead. See, the thing is, my bro- I was leaving time for where I would be making that bit, ah, but then my brain it. was just like blanking. <laughs> <laughs> um, what do I talk about? Like, um, all right, Cleveland Browns number one priority: build up your edge. I mean, don't have that many available. Like, I'm not a huge fan of all these edge players. This is not a great edge class. Like, mm-hmm. agreed. So, who else is available? Real quick, let me look. Go ahead. I also need some wide receivers. Need some interior defensive line. Christian Barber was out of your range, so too, too, too freaking bad. Um, I just had it. One second. Ah. Um. Yeah. Let's go with. You need an interior defensive line. Let's go with Levi on on Wuzurike from uh, Washington. Okay. Seems a bit like a. They lost their best def- interior defensive line. They're not waiting again to lose me lose another one. Like let's That's let's true. go. Okay. I don't makes think sense. they will make this pick, but it is a matter of like I just am not a huge fan of all the edges that are left. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm really just not like. All right. Next up, we have the Ravens. This is fun right here. Uh, I'm I'm gonna go wide receiver. Get Lamar some weapons, but I don't. I'm not gonna go with Kadarius Tony. Because I, I still am the believer that the speed what? threat. No. Well, I, I still am a believer that the speed threat can be Hollywood Brown, um, which also for me rules out Rondell Moore, as we know. Um, I'm gonna do it, even though my plan was to get this player in the second round with our second pick, which hopefully can happen. I don't think he's going to last there, so forget it. Let's just go with it now. Elijah Moore. Uh, I knew man, it. I freaking man, knew it. Like, man of Egg Bowl fame, of, of the old piss. Uh, welcome to Baltimore. I'm going to send him to I freaking knew you'd do this. Really? You did? You thought? Yeah. With the Ravens? Yeah. I, I, yeah, 100%. Like, yeah, for sure. I just, I was just like, he's going to pick Elijah Moore because that's who you love. And I like, do. I think he's going to be a fantastic NFL long decision. Like, yeah. Yeah, he's pretty he's pretty good. He's pretty good. All right, next up. The Saints. Mm-hmm. Again, not a huge fan of the cornerback room. We need wide receivers. Uh we could go get Aries Tony, but not gonna do that. Gonna switch things up a little bit. Gonna go with Terrace Marshall out of LSU. So he was my other option in my head instead of Elijah Moore. And I think he's physically very, a lot bigger. So he is a bigger wide receiver, but I just think Elijah Moore has really good route running, and I think he can emerge as a number one as a probably NFL-wise, number two target in that sense. Um, but yeah, Terrence I don't Marshall, think Elijah Moore has the body type to be able to be number one. No, but I, I like him a lot, so that's why I sent him to Lamar. Uh, but this is a great pick for for that, and that's why I almost picked Terrence Marshall. But it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, good pick there. 29, the Green Bay Packers. Okay, so the Mac Jones joke, but like they literally did this last year with Jordan Love. So <laughs> it's... <laughs> Like we're joking about and Mac guess Jones. What? <laughs> oh that my was gosh. so. That was one of those things where, like, you know, we talked about, we talked about earlier about how sometimes things can end up being bad picks, but they were the right choice. Yes. Like, given what you knew. Yeah. Like last year, the Packers did the opposite. They made the wrong choice. Give, but like, I think maybe ended up making the right pick in the sense that, like, making a good pick in the sense that I heard one person say that, like. Even if Jordan Love never plays, if he got Aaron Rodgers to play better mm-hmm. because they drafted a quarterback, it could be worth it. Yeah. 
I don't know if I subscribe to that, but it's it's interesting to think about. Um, more than again, everything the Jordan Love thing just reminds me of is that the Packers draft weirdly. They do. Like, they're they're an interesting um, situation, and because of that, uh, because of that, I'm going to go with a guy that I watched a lot because I watched this team a lot last season and over the past couple of years. They need an offensive tackle. But offensive tackles, I'm not too thrilled on right now, um, with the exception of Samuel Kosimi. Uh, I'm actually gonna, I'm uh, Kosimi. Sorry, I'm actually gonna go with someone that I think will be a bit more of a long term stay, in my opinion, in, in the league. I'm gonna go with a guy that I really like. That I think if any team, li- I think literally any team can draft this guy and he'll be successful. I think he's that good. I'm gonna go with Creed Humphrey out of Oklahoma, the interior lineman. Yeah, it's not a tackle. Look per at se. you picking an Oklahoma guy. Oh, he's a good player. What big shocker. Okay, he's he's really he's I a mean, big he's boy. A he's a good player. I almost went with um, I almost went with Landon Dickerson because he plays all five positions and we've seen it. But I think Creed yeah. Humphreys plays yeah. his interior positions better than um. His interpretation is better than The versatility than that Landon Dickerson provides. Exactly. Took the words out of my mouth. Exactly. Perfect. So that's why I went with him. And I think Understood. it's a very it's a very Packers move. Like, could we have given him given Aaron Rodgers Rondale Moore? Could we have given Aaron Rodgers uh, Kadarius Tony? Yeah, but we're not the GMs. So this is what we think they're going to do. So there you go. That's, that's a good point. Yeah. All right. Buffalo Bills at 30. Um, I'm going to give them maybe some edge help. Well, actually, you know what? I'm going to be fun. Oh. I- I'm going to give the Bills Kadarius Tony. Wow. Okay. I just want to see what that would be like, Josh Allen throwing to Kadarius Tony. So, oh, so so you want me to have tons of anxiety twice. And the way that these two – the Dolphins and the Bills are looking up maybe three times a year with the playoffs. You just want me to have anxiety is what you want. Yeah, uh, basically. Okay, so you want Look, Stephon Diggs. You're going to find a way. Sergio, you live to have anxiety in your life during football season. I do. And if it doesn't provide itself there, you're going to find something to be anxious about. You're so right. I want your teams to just be good so you can just be anxious and it be normal. I appreciate this respect, this love and care that you've given for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, that leaves me with the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, this team do be good. This team do Still. be fun, um, but God, do they need offensive linemen? Yep. And for that reason, I'm going to give them Samuel Kosmi. I think he fell down yeah, enough. Pick. I think he's good there. Again, was flirting with Landon Dickerson simply because I think he's good and will play all five positions. But Kosmi has proved at Texas that he can be really good, so I'll take him there. It's true. All right. The Super Bowl champions. What do you do Kansas, when you win Buccaneers. a championship and you return all of your players? Literally everyone. Mm-hmm. You even resign a Leonard Fournette, which, you know, is a choice that you made. Is a decision. So good for it was you. a decision. It's a decision. Um, well, now I'm torn because Najee Harris is there. Like, Stop. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. Nah, I'm not going to do that. But. Nah, I'm not going to do Well, no. <laughs> well, I'm okay, full kombucha girling. I was going like, to say, okay, kombucha girl. Like, 
uh, a big 10 connection offense fun uh rondale moore goes to uh our good friend tyler renfro's team all right that and he, he is forever happy because rondale moore was his fantasy uh college football player like his oh, flagship yeah. one yeah he loved him he loved him that is true all right I, I i like the pick i like the draft just to recap here um the 32 picks are the jags at one take trevor lawrence the Jets are going to take Wilson. The 49ers take Trey Lance. The Falcons take Fields. The Bengals take Penny Sewell. The Dolphins take Jamar Chase. The Lions take Rayshon Slater. The Panthers take Kyle Pitts. The Broncos take J.C. Horn. Cowboys take Patrick Sertan II. The Giants take Jalen Waddell. The Eagles take Devontae Smith. The Chargers take Jalen Phillips. The Vikings take Elijah Vera Tucker. The Patriots take Matt yep. McCorkle-Jones. Arizona Cardinals take ah. Michael, Michael Parsons. The Raiders take Christian Darasaw. The Dolphins take Zayvon Collins. The Washington football team take Tevin Jenkins. The Chicago Bears take Alex Leatherwood. The Colts take Caleb Farley. Titans, Rashad Bateman. Jets, Queedy Pay. Steelers, Eric Stokes. Jags, Christian Barmore. Browns, Levi. Onwuzarike. 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 Thank you. Onwuzarike. Thank you. The Ravens take Elijah Moore. The Saints take Terrence Marshall Jr. The Packers take Creed Humphrey. The Bills take Adarius Tony. Chiefs, Samuel Kosmi. Bucks, Rondale Moore. That is mock draft 4.0. Can you imagine time. the Bucks with Rondale Moore? I don't want to. You just imagine the Bucks with Rondale Moore. I don't want to. I, I kind of do. No, you don't. But but I do. Oh, like, Tyler, okay. let's. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to move us on. Let's uh let's end this episode. We should do a mock draft where what would happen for every team to draft Mac Jones. Just see what would it, like what would that look like? Why like like what reality would have to exist for every team to draft it? You are so done with me right now. I am. I really am done with you. <laughs> uh that's it for the mock draft. Tyler, let's wrap this episode up with tweets that we have shared tyler what's your favorite tweet that i have shared with you this week all right it's two tweets that you shared but they're the same thing they're in a thread um it is from at kofi go by the big chillin mm-hmm. and it is just got my super league merch it'll go well with my aaf shirt this is in <laughs> reference of course to the euro super league which was a soccer <sighs> uh it was a decision by a lot of like the side. Sergio could probably explain it better than me, but it lasted for about a couple days. Uh, it was about 36, 36 hours. 36 um, hours. All right, listen. It, let me. It, in, it in died a as it lived. In a nutshell, because we're both tired. Um, the European Super League was an attempt by 12 teams, six of them in England, um, seven Fucking of them breaks. in England, sorry. A lot of them, you know, across Europe. The, basically, the, the richest teams. They were going to break away and form a European Super League where they would play midweek games while also staying in their domestic league. So they would still play the domestic leagues, the domestic cups. They also still wanted to continue playing in the Champions League. So when this happened, the champ- UEFA and the Champions League themselves said, no, 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 you can't do this. The leagues themselves said, no, 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 you can't do this. And there was a big uprising across all of Europe and actually across the globe as to why this would be bad for soccer. I am vehemently against it. I think it would, in the long run, actually kill the sport of soccer because when you take out those teams, right, if those teams said that they wanted to make a Super League, they would be taken out. Then when they're taken out, the leagues themselves would say, fine, you can't be here. 
So that way when TV contracts come up later on, then it would be much more difficult for those leagues to get the, the big-time TV money because that Super League would be cutting their own TV deal and they would get mm-hmm. all the money. So when that happens, that takes away money from the soccer pyramid in those countries. Why is that important? The top-level teams are not going to be affected. The top-level teams are going to be fine. The problem is going to be in the third and fourth and the amateur and semi-pro levels. You're going to have a lot of teams that they depend on the way the structure is, the money trickling down and being yep. given out to member associations of, of their football footballing associations. So when you do that, teams are going to fold. We already have a record number of clubs folding because of the coronavirus pandemic. On top of that, in the next five to ten years, you would see clubs dying out. There are over a hundred. Um, there are over a hundred teams in the English pyramid alone. I personally Jeez. would anticipate somewhere between thirty to fifty percent of those teams to fold, simply because the amount of money that they have come accustomed to because of the Premier League, because of the top leagues, would be cut out. And they would lose a lot of it. And so therefore, that's not that wouldn't be healthy for the sport as a whole. Less teams means less players, less fans, less economy, less gear. All of this stuff less would have interest. a ram- less interest. It would have a ramification both in terms of the sporting public and financially. So that's a big problem. On top of that, you would also have um, this new Super League would include 15 charter members and then five other teams to make 20 a 20 team league and those extra five would be the ones that would be relegated and promoted up and down but those original 15 would basically be locked in for life similar to how uh, sports operate in the united states where the nba and the nfl and baseball hockey mls these leagues have you buy into it as a franchise rather than being a club that people create right that's the big difference the sporting mm-hmm. culture in europe requires this competitiveness in promotion and relegation so if those 15 teams would be exempt from being relegated, there wouldn't be that much incentive. And the fans were outraged by that, at least the fans in Europe, in the United States as well. So that's the big thing why it blew up. That's why it was short-lived. Fans came out in record numbers and were vehemently against it to the point where all of these Premier League owners came out and said, we apologize, we are sorry. And so that's what happened. I literally was immobilized on Monday. Uh, I did an hour long kind of conversation about it um that you can find on my twitter uh the sideline judgment account uh, retweeted it um it was organized by a friend of mine who his radio show at school here is called the mac and main show you can find it on their twitter account we had a nice hour his name is steven mcavoy and the other guy's name is jack main so it's mac and main it's cool cool. mac and joe mac and jay i hate this stop it stop it mac jones (laughs) (laughs) so that Um, that was I'm really Super tired, League. guys. Oh <laughs> yeah, that was the Super League in a nutshell. It was bad in terms of soccer. I and literally there were there was not a single person. Um, I I lied. I know one person that was in favor of it, but literally everyone else was against it. Just wasn't a good show. It was a bunch of rich owners saying we want more money, and they basically did that. So it was it was disgraceful. It was embarrassing, and yeah, it would uh, it's dead now. So I hope it doesn't come back up. Well, you know, and as to they the, say. And to the journalists who are saying, well, what if we had a Super League in college football? What would that stop. look like? Stop. 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 We're not entertaining this idea, okay? There's also an argument to be made that in terms of exclusivity, college football is already – We kind of have that. We kind of have that because 
quote-unquote, any team in the FBS can make the playoff, which we all know that's a lie. It's yeah. not realistic. So it's kind of this, like, we all choose to believe that it's true, even though it's not. Um, expand the playoff. Uh, but that's just me, personally. Agreed. Um, so there you go. That's that's that on that. Thank you for bringing that tweet to our attention, Tom. I thought it was funny because, you know, the AAF also died very quickly. Oh, AAF actually yes. outlived the Super League. Um, the AAF ac- actually played people games. People liked it. <laughs> actually played games. So, yeah. Yep. Um, all right. So, personally, my tweet that you have shared, it's actually shared by uh, – I have a couple tweets that we'll run through real quick. Oh, oh okay. Yeah, our show. We make the rules, whatever. Um, one of them is shared by a friend of the pod, Michael Phillips. Uh, yesterday was April 20th or 20. Um, and while some people choose to remember that day for one reason, the Gator nation remembers it as the head ball coach's birthday. Happy birthday belated. Happy Steve birthday, Spurrier. Steve. We love you. Our guy. Did you know that Steve Spurrier is governor of both Tennessee and Georgia? It's kind of hard to do. It's really hard um, to do, but he holds but... both titles at the same time. So, uh, another tweet that has been shared with me that I really enjoy is one by Field Yates, was shared by you, Tyler. It is longtime Steelers great Heinz Ward is joining the Florida Atlantic coaching staff. Ward spent the past two seasons as an offensive assistant with the Jets. Great to see an NFL veteran presence uh, joining the FAU staff. Big fan of that. And then, Tyler, my last tweet that, you, that was shared with me, it has to be. The Ted Lasso season two trailer. Oh it, heck yes! It is. So, Darn I'm so tootin'. ready. I'm ready. My body, spirit, soul, and that show had no ready. right to be that good. No business being that good. That show I, has no right to be that good. I hope that this show is just as good as it was in season one. I really do. Well, so. I, you know, it's one of those things that I always worry about is that like, oh, you watch season one. I'm like, I love all these characters. And I'm like, yeah, but I, I get the feeling that like, just the way that the shows go, shows often when you watch them, they just forget about characters. Like, yeah, they do. Like aside characters, like minor characters that you'll like them. And then they just won't appear in the next season. You'll be like, you won't notice it because they, oh, their stories are kind of done. And then they'll just never show back up again. But I think I saw every minor character that was important to me in that trailer. Yeah. And that happy. was really comforting. And Very I'm just happy. like, I hope we can. And it looks like the budget increased. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danny Rojas is still in it. Football Sam is, still is live. In it. Football hey. is live. Football is live. This show is show is so good. Tyler, like, I walk around the house sometimes going, "Football is live." I do it to <laughs> I, I do it to Alexa sometimes, and she's like, "Please stop." I'm like, "No, football is live." <laughs> football is live. <laughs> um, that it's like. My favorite line for that whole show, I know we had a whole Twitter exchange about we this did, once, but like, we did. my favorite line is still, because it's such a perfect, it is also because it's such the perfect American versus like British thing. So when the his boss is telling, it's just like, well, like Manchester, Manchester City's like asked about, uh, inquired about terminating Jamie's loan. And Jason Dake goes, they going to take his house? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I talked to the sun. You talked to God. That's one of my favorites. You talked to the sun. You talked to God. No, I talked to the owner of the sun. That's what it was. 
The newspaper. Uh, I talked to the owner of the Sun. You talked to God. Talk to God. <laughs> no, my favorite. My favorite is when uh, Ted Lasso comes into the office and um, what? Well, what's her name? What's the boss's name? Uh, I'm forgetting her name. It's like Angela or something. Anyway, the lady. It's the shame lady from Game of Thrones. Like that's her. That's the same actress who plays shame. The- Shame. That's who, the same actress who plays the boss in, in yep. Ted Lasso. I got to do some research. I didn't know that. Anyway, yeah. But um, it's shocking. Like right. <laughs> but but Higgins is there, and it's like, oh, this is that whatever. He's like, oh no, Higgins. Now nah, we're actually gonna have some, you know, some salads for lunch today. It's gonna be great. And all that. And they walk away. And Higgins goes, I'll Caesar you later. And Ted Lasso's already out of the door, and he comes back in and he <laughs> slams the. Per- yes. <laughs> Yes, and that that to me is the that to me is the moment in the show where Ted Lasso wins over like the entire organization because yeah. when once Higgins is making those jokes, all right, we're good, we're in. Yeah, I, we fantastic. highly recommend everyone watch the show. Yeah. Season one is so good; it fantastic. is going to make you feel all the emotions in all the right ways. And you're just it's why I love sports, and like I even got my roommate who doesn't like sports. Well, here's the to thing: watch it's, it. it's not a it's a sports show; it's a soccer show that's nothing about soccer. Yeah, not really. Like, no. like if you like sports, you will appreciate it more. Yeah. But like, my roommate doesn't care about anything about sports, but he loved the show because you don't need to know anything. Correct. Like, like I watched it. So I watched it. Um, the the episodes came out in the fall, week by week, and I actually didn't watch it because I don't have Apple TV Plus. It's on Apple TV Plus for those wondering. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I waited. I went home for Thanksgiving, and my mom or Ol and Diego were like, "All right, we're watching it all." They're like, "I was like, oh, but you guys already saw it." And they're like, "We'll watch it again." And I was like, "Okay." And I finally understood why. So we watched the entire thing in one afternoon. It's only 10, 30-minute episodes. So it's five hours. Yeah, it's pretty short. Just go watch it. Um, We did that. And then Alexa, I want to say about a month and a half ago, two months, uh, I was like, have you ever seen – we watched the Billie Eilish documentary on Apple TV Plus. And she hasn't. I was like, have you ever seen Ted Lasso? She was like, no. I go, all right. I want you to watch one episode with me. And if you don't like it, you don't have to watch it. But just give it 30 minutes. She goes, okay, cool. We watched it. We we watched all all 10 episodes again. So I saw it a second time all the way through. And so then good. Alexa's roommate came back and she was like, hey, this show's really good. We're watching it. And I saw it again in five hours. Well, that time was split like two and a half and two and a half. But I've seen this season one three times already. It is oh, so – geez. I'm so I don't excited get for season tired. two. It's so good. We won't spoil what happens at the end of season one. Um, it's amazing. I love the end of season one. Great show. Best show of the year last year. Um, I, I agree really enjoyable so yeah so, there you go that's our there little you. end of a sports bit it is. it'll make you happy yes. so you should do it <laughs> very, very much uh much needed ted lasso news on the week uh, weekend mm-hmm. where soccer literally almost died so <laughs> ted lasso brought ted, it back <laughs> ted lasso brought it back oh my gosh uh make sure you know just have the gotta have the memory of a goldfish gotta have the memory of a goldfish. memory of a goldfish uh, Tyler, that's it for the episode. Next week, we'll be back with good friend of the pod, Michael Phillips. We will be doing a final mock draft. That episode will be published on draft day. So in the anticipation for draft day, you can listen to our final mock draft. We may include trades. We'll see what happens. It'll be Maybe. a wild one. We'll see. It'll be a fun one. There may uh, have been trades by the time who, that it happens. Who knows? Who knows? And uh, Who knows? Michael, Michael will most definitely be on, and he will have some fantastic insight, as always. Uh, This has been another episode of Sideline Judgment. My name is Sergio. My name is Tyler. We are not biased, Tyler. 
But go Gators. Go Gators.